Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It's Ben here. I'm joined today by Ken Coyne. Ken is the head of technology at Ops Talent. It's an outsourcing company based in Poland. Hi, Ken. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hey, Ben. Thank you, and thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Uh, look, before we get started, I've got some questions about Ops Talent, but I want to ask you firstly about you won an award recently. What was that? There was an employer of the year type. Yeah, so we were delighted, actually. We won the European IT Service Delivery Award for Best Place to Work. And we had to go to London uh, for the presentation at the end of last year. So absolutely thrilled. The company is That's ecstatic. Great. And there's been a lot of work a lot over the years to build up to it. Yeah. Uh, so we're absolutely thrilled. I know there's a lot of work involved in the, you know, the assessments and form filling and stuff. So yeah, it's good vindication anyway yeah, to get through that. It is a good vindication. And it's part of the process. You know, we focus, massive focus on culture and people and well-being. And as you said, one of those things is vindication. But also, we use it to attract talent uh, because it's such a massive demand for mm-hmm. tech talent now. And we've got so much choice. By having awards like that, yeah. people do look at this and they say, wow, that's interesting. I'm going to look at this company. It's about, and these days, it's not just building a brand as in your service brand. You have to build a HR brand. And that's key. And part of building that HR brand is doing events as in giving back. So especially for us, it's the technology side. So we do a lot of tech events. Uh, where we do interesting talks and they're free and we get people to come along and they can learn. So giving back in that regard, we're looking very much with the local universities where they come and attend, the, come to the office for the company days and they learn in that aspect of it. And that's a part of building that brand. So HR brand is key now to attract that talent. Yeah, very good. That's excellent foresight. And it's excellent foresight to go and answer a question I'd planned to ask you. So well done. I, I congratulate you. <laughs> um, let's turn to Ops Talent then and we'll come back to the the talent acquisition space, because I agree it's, it's crucial and it's going to get more challenging. But can you give me the background to Ops Talent? What is the business and what does it do? So Ops Talent is broken into two divisions. On one side, we're doing multilingual customer success. And on the other side, we're helping companies access tech talent in Poland. So we will build a technology team for them using our bot model, which is a build, operate and transfer. So we'll build a team for the company, we'll operate it for them, and we give them the option to transfer it back to them after a certain period of time. Because it's, well, in the world that we live in today, technology leaders are spending way too much time in managing and sourcing talent. And this is taking away from innovation, it's taking away from IT projects, it's taking away from the strategy and the bigger picture. So this is a problem we set about. We want to evolve that. So we, we ourselves are attracting that talent. We're managing that talent on the client's behalf. And we enable them to enter markets with much larger talent pool, like Poland, for example, which is obviously much bigger than Ireland or the UK. So if you've got a lot bigger access, but you still need to attract that talent. And this is what we're doing for our clients. And it's very difficult to, you know, to go to an Eastern European country where the culture is very different, uh, the bureaucracy is very different, the legal laws are very different. And it takes a long time to go and set up there, unless you're like a Google or you're a big bank where you've got lots of money. You really need a partner to go to these countries to help you to get set up. And then at least after, once you set up and you've gone through all that pain points and you've quickly been, you know, it's going well, you have the option then to build on yourself and take over the people that you've been working with, with the partner. Sure. And what sort of companies do you, do you help? 
Yeah, well, I suppose I come from a finance background myself, um, and we've been mostly working actually in the fintech space. So working a lot with the banks, but more recent and the insurance sector. In Ireland, for example, we've also expanded out a bit. So some of our clients include Kingspan, for example. Yeah. We've got Core HR, which is a HR platform, Core. There's Core Systems, uh, which is another it's project management system. There's Renison Re, which is a large reinsurance company. So it's a mix of industries, uh, but predominantly it has been definitely in the financial sector. Okay. And what kind of services do you actually offer or provide for these companies? Yeah, for these companies, it's all about, you know, for those guys, the challenge was is accessing talent and actually retaining that talent. And it was a big issue, especially in Dublin and in different places in Ireland, because you've got so many, so many of the big US technology companies there. So for them, they needed to look further afield. They're also looking at, you know, costs, obviously, is a big thing. It's something that's cost effective and also getting access to quality talent. So what we did is basically we're helping them you know, build those teams within our facilities in, in Poland and nurture those teams, operate them, um, and just maintain them on their behalf. Okay. And it's always Irish clients, is that right? No, I mean, we're actually gone quite international now. So we have clients uh, in the US, Ireland, UK, uh, we're in the Nordics, uh, we've got clients in Poland and clients in mainland Europe, like France, for example. So we're expanding all the time. And especially with the multilingual support, you know, a lot of a lot of international clients who are looking for European languages, and hence that's a big offering for those guys. Then, okay. And are you discriminating it against Australia? You didn't have <laughs> in that lot. No, not sure. Okay. It's delighted. too late. It's too late. Don't worry. I'd be delighted to have an Australian client, <laughs> but maybe you might know some people that you could refer to me. Yeah. All right. We'll get to that. Um, all right. So there is so much competition out there, as you were talking about earlier in the tech talent acquisition sector. So how do you actually deal with this? And you described a few of the things. Do you want to dive into those a bit more detail? Yeah, because originally it was actually, we're a family business. So uh-huh. originally it was my brother Trevor and his wife, Gabriella, who set up the business. Right. Uh, Trevor was in banking in London and he went on a blind date uh, with Gabriella <laughs> many years ago. Really? Uh, and uh, literally was love at first sight. And wow. a year later, he found himself out living in Poland. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kid you not. And they started first, Gabby had a recruitment business where she was recruiting people into Ireland and the UK. It was going quite well. And that just kind of naturally evolved into customer service and building teams of customer service people in Poland in the facilities. But it was very much all around culture, people and well-being and building the business on their own experience. Uh, Like, for example, in Ireland, we've come from the pub business. So lots of experience in dealing with people, good and bad, and doing working in business so we wanted to get that experience over into the company and you'll see that if you go over there that positive mindset you know don't be afraid to fail dealing with people being very humble enjoy the work at the same time and it's something we live every single day and it's key to the business and when companies come here we find that they, they tell us they can feel the energy they love it and that's really key to attracting talent also because culture is the heart and soul of your business and you have to live that every day if you don't, very quickly, you know, you'll see it. Um, it's, it's how you deal with your clients. It's how you deal with your employees. It's how you work operating outside the business. And that's why when you live this every day and people talk about it, and they say, wow, this is an amazing place to work. You know, really, you've got great opportunities here. They really respect the employees. They look after you very well. And there's some really interesting projects uh, that then that when that word gets out there, it just spreads and it goes from there. Yeah. Tell me about the physical space, because I, I, if I recall, you guys recently went into a new building. Is that right? 
We did. We've expanded uh, recently. So we've opened up the second phase of the office now. And part of that was getting the people in the office, you know, involved in the company and being part of it and feeling part of it. So we asked them, what do you want to work on? What would you like to see? You know, what do you want to feel? So we crowdsourced the office space for a combination of looking at the best office spaces around the world, but then also getting ideas from the people in the office. So we had some crazy ideas like rainforest. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we could do it at the end, just main, maintaining the trees and everything was just wasn't, uh, this wouldn't have worked, you know. Wow. But what we did come out with it was we had Hawaii in Poland, and that's what we have now. So we've got a caravan in the middle of the floor, we've got beach huts, we got surfboards. Really? Team. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and we got people sitting on the beach uh, chairs, stretched out on the laptops, coding, come up with new ideas. Again, very important to have a really open, great space that people enjoy coming to, but also about innovation and creativity. You know, when you're in that kind of space, you think differently. You know, you're not put into one place. Oh, people okay. can move around and they can, you know, go and sit. We got, you can go in beds, you can go and rest in. Like you can have daily stand-up meetings, which happen in the car and sometimes you got a yoga studio there. <laughs> you know, we got a bar there, but you have to. I mean, this is the... In the world we live in now, you have to have the full package. Yeah. And that's, you know, you have to have the facilities. Uh, you have to look after employees very well. You have to have the culture and you have to have the interesting projects. And that's all part of attracting and retaining the talent. And that's key. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just having a little flashback to one of my first ever jobs. And I got excited when the lunch van came in at 11.20 <laughs> uh, for 10 minutes. And if you weren't there at 11.20, that was your lunch gone. Gone, I can so, imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Us, we actually do. We do a lot of free food in the office, uh, a lot of healthy snacks, and obviously we got the free beers, Happy Fridays, and Friday evening. So you can imagine a lot of excitement around the space. <laughs> but it's interesting, actually. You find in our more experience that you know you think people would would take advantage, but they don't. No, um, I think you're right, actually. You know, it just comes kind of part of the business, and yeah. they, they just enjoy it. And it's, again, it's also a social aspect as well. Oh, definitely. You know, and people feel appreciated. You know, the small things, but they go a long way. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, plenty of large corporations struggle to break down silos, but when you're having your team stand up inside a, a yoga studio, then uh, <laughs> those things do dwindle. So let me turn to the marketing side. How did you get your first few customers and what are your main marketing channels now? Well, the business actually has been built up mainly on our network and on our partners. So people that we know over the field and attending a lot of events, meeting people, talking to people. And just telling them about the business, doing presentations. But what's been a great success to us is the whole partnership model. So it's partnering with companies in the HR space, whether it's recruitment or HR experts that might be dealing with clients that have big challenges with sourcing and managing people. Maybe they're looking at other options. And that could be like a near shore location like us. So these partners introduce us to the client. And then we do a share in the margin with these partners. And it works really well. So if any of your listeners are listening and they think that might be of interest to them, please reach out to me on LinkedIn uh, and I'd be happy to discuss it a bit further with you. What type uh, of businesses would partner with you? So it would be recruitment companies. Uh-huh. Um, it would be HR specialists that could be advising uh, companies on the HR, could be on the talent, on recruitment, any challenges they could be facing in this space. People that could be, you know, digital advisors, advising companies and, you know, managing their IT building their IT, giving strategies in this space. Very good. Okay. With the recruitment firms, is that not against their best interests? No, because I find that these they have all the client relationships already. They work very well with the clients. It's actually a third offering for, for these companies because at the moment they're probably providing 
you know, permanent equipment they're providing contractors. But when you look at someone like Dublin, the costs are getting very, very high. And it's the talent shortage is, is very large there. So when they go to their clients, they so often they'll have the conversation saying, uh, listen, you know, we're talking about this and we need to build this team or we need to scale up to 20, 30 people. You just can't do it that quickly in someone like Dublin. And when they can turn around and say, actually, well, we have a nearshoring partner that may be able to help you. We could introduce you. They're a trusted partner. We know them well. We're working with them and we'd recommend them. Uh, companies often say, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Or a company might go to them and say, listen, no, we're not interested because we're, we're set up a new location in another country. It's something we're looking at in a moment and it's a new strategy for us. And then there's this, they could be just starting at that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the recruitment comes and say, well, actually, again, we've got this partner. Maybe you should talk to these guys. Sure. All right. Well, that's, I'll put the link in the, the show notes to your LinkedIn profile. But if people want to get in touch, if you're listening, you know, if you've listened to any of the shows I've put on so far, you know I'm a big fan of business partnering. So I encourage you to at Fantastic. least touch base. Yeah, Thank you, Ben. No problem. Any advice for more on the professional services firms within the HR space on, on how to grow their businesses? Yeah, so, well, I'm actually reading a book at the moment called Sell Like Crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, it's actually one of the biggest selling uh, sales books on the internet at the moment. And I actually couldn't recommend it enough. Really? Uh, it's actually by an Australian guy. Uh, that explains it. Yeah, I'll tell you. Well, <laughs> guys, they're doing something right down there. I don't know, is it all that sunshine? But yeah. uh, uh, he set up his own digital agency down in Australia, and he's worked across numerous different sales jobs uh, internationally, and he's bringing all this experience, and he helps you. How do you build digital content? How do you target your clients? How do you add value to your clients? How do you sell to your clients? They do it different ways, like in email campaigns, advertising campaigns, partners, uh, webinars, and he goes through it in all in fantastic detail. And it's all about initially about doing all the research. So who is your client? Yeah. Problems are they actually facing? Because you'll find often when a salesperson, they're telling about the company and they're talking about how great the company is. But at the end of the day, your end client, all they have is problems and they want yep. somebody to help with the problem. So you need to be able to go and tell them, okay, these are the kind of problems that our other clients are having. For example, like for us, trying to attract, you know, maintain talent, spending a lot of money, spending a lot of time managing and sourcing this talent. Uh, and then what is the solution to that? The solution is you should look at, you know, nearshoring or outsourcing. Or if you want to scale or build these teams, this will give free up your time, will free up more budget so you can focus on other areas of your business. And this is the kind of thing you should be focusing on, you know, not just, oh, this is my business and I'm brilliant at this. I've done this. I've tried it out myself, even an email. When you receive emails and you tell me that we are, this is ops talent, you know, yeah. we do X, Y, and Z, we can help you. You know, and most of the time you'll just close, you'll just shut it down. You won't follow it up, you know. Yeah. Whereas if you, if you go and say, this is the problem today, like, you know, did you know I, 60% of IT managers are spending 70% of just managing and sourcing their talent instead of focusing on, you know, strategy, innovation, technology, building out for the future. Is this something that relates to you? Read this article or, or link into this link ad where you can learn more about it and listen to how other top managers are getting past this. You know, it's about providing content and then building that content is about building relationship. You know, it's like a it's like a first date. If you're going straight in for the kill on the first night, how often <laughs> how often is that going to happen? You yeah, know? yeah. You have to build it over time. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the phrase or the, the word I always think of is is with him, what's in it for me? So you yeah. have to think about, yeah, you could try and sell your company or you could, as you said, list out the problems and then explain how that affects them and a possible solution might be, in fact, your company. Exactly. Right. So Sell Like Crazy, highly recommend it. Sell like check crazy. It out crazy. Can you recall you can, the author's name? That's, uh, it's Saudi Sub, Subi, I think it is. Um, oh, Sabi you know? Subri or something. Yeah, I, 
runs King Kong. Yes, agency, Sabi. Right? Yeah, exactly. Sabi, Sabi, Sabi. I will. Um, I'll check King it out. Kong agency. I'll, That's exactly. Yeah, I'll put the link yeah. in the show notes as well. But yeah, okay, great. I will check that out. Thank you very much. So, just finally, then, what sort of changes and challenges do you foresee in the the future of the HR sector? Well, I think, you know, with HR1, uh, you know, with things like GDPR and outdated, it's becoming more and more challenging. I find, especially on the recruitment side, it's very, very intensive. In the past, you know, with recruitment, for example, you could just put up an advertisement and you have a load of people apply for the jobs. That's not the case anymore. You know, you need to be going out there. You need to be getting this talent in. And that's very labor. You need to be, so you need to be looking at more. I think in the future, it'll be a lot more technology enablers, how we can, you know, make this process more efficient, how you can reach out to your audience uh, better. It's about giving content and about being cost effective as well. And I see a lot more outsourcing in the HR space. Things, you know, that again, HR spends a lot of time and administration tasks when they should be focusing on the real tasks of the companies, you know, is, you know, managing the people, getting the best out of the people, recruiting the people, you know, looking at legacy, looking for the future, how they can help rather than just doing, you know, administration tasks like doing the getting advertisements out there, doing the initial, you know, searching through the CVs. That's their tasks that could easily be outsourced. And then you could get so much better value out of your HR team by focusing on the key things that actually add, add value to your business. Definitely. And focus, I find it again, focus on what do you add value to your business. And that's the key and outsource what you can't. Sure. Good advice. Okay. What if people want to learn more about the business, partner with you, whatever it may be, well, what's the best next step for them, for them to take? Well, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on this. So Ken Coing, you'll find me quite quickly. I don't think there's too many Ken Coings there. Um, C-O-Y-N-E. Our alternative, our, our website is opstalent, O-P-S-T-A-L-E-N-T.com. And you can reach out to us there and set up an appointment. Um, I'm happy to tell you. And very much about giving back and helping out where we can. So I don't believe in push, push, push. I talk to people. I listen to the challenges they have. Maybe I can help them. Sometimes I can't. I can offer some advice if I, if I had, if I can do. And that's what we do. And I suppose, you know, it's really helpful with us is that we have that Western European experience in an Eastern European country. Yeah. So we're being in the best of both worlds there. I mean, I've worked across many Western companies and I've worked with, obviously, in Poland, working with Polish people and yeah. Polish companies there. We bring that divide and we help companies out in relation to that. Brilliant. Love it. All right. Well, and, and as I said, I'll put the uh, link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So if you're listening, uh, just go to the show notes page and check that out. Ken, thank you very much. I've had a great time chatting with you today. Likewise, Ben, and thank you for having me and looking forward to catch up soon in Dublin. Definitely. All right. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.